What's up, everybody? It's Brian along with John. What's everyone up to? Hey, and uh, it's going to be just us two flying solo tonight. Doug is uh, working on an independent project. We wish him well. We miss him. And, uh, of course, if you want to see what he's been up to, just check out his stream at GamerRaven81 at twitch.tv. All right. So, um, episode three of the podcast is actually a really big one for us. Uh, Big for us for several reasons. First and foremost, it breaks my heart to say this, although my co-host will probably be jumping for joy when I say that we are no longer broadcasting live from the flippity-floppity-flu. Thank God for small favors. Yeah, unfortunately, the flippity-floppity-flu is officially gone. We are now officially into GeekLogic Studio version one. And in case anyone's wondering, I did not burn it down, though tempted I was. Ah, well, you know, the flippity-floppity-flu will live on in all of our hearts. I was going to say infamy. Well, hey, do whatever you can. Uh, also, big, big uh, for us, because uh, this is episode three, we are going to be recording these in threes, uh, and then we will start staggered release. This is the third episode of the first three, so once we get this one out into the can off the cutting room floor, we're going to start shopping it out. Two different outlets to you, the Geek Logic public. Sounds good to me. All right, so um, big things coming on around the... Uh, been here for Geek Logic Studios now that we do have a designated space. Um, like John was talking about, uh, Doug is not here this evening. He is uh, working independently on his Twitch, Twitch screen. Boy, I wish I could talk tonight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, big things coming along for uh, Geek Logic Studios for us here. Um, like I said, Doug is not here tonight. He is uh, working very fervently on his Twitch stream. Uh, he became Twitch certified not that long ago, so big ups to him on that. Yep. Um, we definitely want him uh, back as soon as possible. We value his input, and you know, but um, the show must go on at some point. Um, other big things coming out of Geekologic Studios is John's working on his independent project. He's about ready to start shooting. It's going to be called Indie Investigator. Uh, we'll go into a little bit more about that a little later on in the podcast. We'll delve deeper into that. So, uh, so like I said, big things coming from Geekologic Studios. We are working very fervently. Um, we appreciate everybody following us on Twitter. I know we kind of go in and out as things go, but uh, life does sometimes get in the way. Anybody who knows these independent projects will understand that. But we are dedicated to bring you uh, very important things in the future. Yes, and I expect it, over the next couple weeks, things will start picking up to a more regular pace. Definitely, definitely good. So um, we're going to go into tonight's topic. I've kept this one very close to the vest uh, for a particular reason because I, I wanted honest, straightforward opinions on things um, here. You know how I am constantly bashing DC for their whole multiverse theory, how I think it's sloppy writing, how I think it, you know, yeah. it's, oh, I wrote myself into a corner. How am I going to fix this? Oh, multiverse! Yay! <laughs> well, the more I think about it, I still stand by my original feelings. I do feel that they do abuse the privilege of it very, very fervently. It's mm -hmm. almost like a misnomer. Like, you can basically see it coming before even the writers do, I think, right. in some places. But I was thinking the other day, and uh, I was thinking in the shower, and to our, our lady listeners, you know, that you're welcome for that happy thought. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's where I do most of my thinking is on the shower when I should be paying attention at work or, you know, listening to people when they talk to me uh, at end. But I was thinking, I was thinking, what if on some extreme plane the Marvel Universe is itself a multiverse of the DC Universe or interchange that however you would like to look at it? And, and before you say anything, here's my line of thinking. Mm -hmm. Here's my line of thinking. Batman, Bruce Wayne, right. pretty much the same person as Tony Stark and Iron Man. Subtle differences. You got both got millionaire orphans. 
number one. Mm -hmm. Tony Stark lost his parents a lot later on in life than Bruce Wayne did. Bruce Wayne, as Batman, feels that it's important for him to keep himself separate as Bruce Wayne and Batman because he wants to protect those around him, where Tony Stark is like, fuck it, I'm Iron Man, come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, so, much. so and, and basically their superpower is they're rich. That's it. They use their company just to fund their, to fund their technology. So, I mean, and, and I started thinking about it a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Lex Luthor in the Kingpin. Again, pretty much the same person where Wilson Fisk as the Kingpin is the Kingpin on the DL. Mm. He doesn't want people to know that he's this big criminal mastermind. And Lex Luthor is the exact opposite. He's like, hey, look, I want to take over the world, motherfuckers. Come at me. Well, Even somebody like the Green Goblin and the Joker. True. Are they not pretty much the same person? Both, if you look at the Tim Burton's incarnation of the Joker, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah, that guy. Nicholson. Nicholson. Basically, if you look at the 80s, 19 Batman movie, and you go through, and uh, Keaton as, as Bruce Wayne or Batman, whoever he was at that point, was going through a psychiatric file about how he's this chemical mastermind. He's got degrees, all sorts of scientific degrees and stuff like that. Uh, and a lab accident and turned him into the Joker. Pretty much the same thing happened to the Green Goblin. I, 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 am, am I too off base here? Am I thinking too much into this? I can finally let you talk now. Well, uh, I think it depends. Really. Like, let's let's go back to Lex Luthor for a minute. Okay. Now, Lex Luthor, in his mind, if you were to walk up to him and ask him, is he a supervillain? He would tell you no. He would say that Superman is the threat to humanity, and he's doing everything in his power to quell that, that uh, threat. So, in his mind, the only thing is he's doing it, he's doing whatever it takes, whether it's inside the law or outside the law. Right, but I'm talking about at the core, at the, Wilson Fisk as the kingpin and Lex Luthor as Lex Luthor, pretty much the same person, right? I mean, at the core, you, I would say yes and no. I, I, I would honestly give it a 50-50 split. Okay. Because so, that's a bad example. So, let's go back to Bat Batman, Bruce Wayne versus Tony Stark and Iron Man. Same okay, person, well, yes or no? Same person. Okay. It's just, like you said, one's come at me, bro, one's brooding in the dark. Exactly. So, I'm not totally and completely off base with this, right? No. Okay, so DC and Marvel, you guys want to make a crossover movie? I just opened the fucking door for you guys, alright? I Whoever wants to abuse the multiverse on this one, you're fucking welcome. True, but I don't think Marvel abuses the multiverse all no, that much. No, Mar Marvel does not abuse the multiverse, and that's why I think Marvel's superior. Well, I mean, right now, I mean, they can't make a TV show for shit, but their look, movies are awesome. Like, I'll say this for them. Right now, between the two, they're in the lead. In terms of popularity, uh, income, everything. Just Well, just about everything. I mean, DC holds the, holds the torch on a few things. But I think that DC like does have the lead in a few things. But right now, Marvel is oh, Don't is Don't get lead. me wrong. DC can make a, a television show. Yeah, DC's don't, got the small screen. Yeah. They've got small screen, but I think that's about all they can do. And I think that has more to do with the studios that produce that. The CW, for as many incarnations as the CW, and it was Philly, I mean, around here it was Philly 57 for a while, then it was, what, UPN, then it was the WB, or I switched that around somewhere, something like that. Then it was, you know, I believe it was the WB first, then it was UPN, now it's the CW. But I, I just think the studio itself, I mean, starting from Smallville on, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm not much into Arrow or Flash or anything like that, but I, I but I hear good things about it, and I swear to God, once I finish watching The Office for the umpteenth million time, I will probably start streaming it, streaming them, just to get perspective. 
I, I get a little jaded because they didn't take the guy who played Oliver Queen in Smallville for Arrow and Flash. Uh, if, Flash to me is kind of, I mean, he's he's like a peg above Aquaman. But well, I've now I've seen both of those series. I haven't I haven't seen the last things like two or three seasons of of Arrow, and I know that that they're either finishing season four now or just have finished it for Flash. I've seen the first three seasons. Uh, the Arrow, I think, is a good show. Oh, no doubt. The Stephen Amell is, from what I've seen of the show, is it's it's is a good good fit for the what direction they went with Arrow. Yeah, no, I think he makes a great Arrow personally. I mean, I think uh, you know he gets the attitude down when, when when he's the Arrow and when he's Oliver Queen. It's 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 almost. <laughs> I will say it's kind of reminiscent of the Dark Knight's Batman with uh, oh, so Christian Bale yeah, with Bruce Bruce Wayne versus yeah, Christian Bale, Bale, Christian Bale's, Bale's Batman, yeah. like, like where he just you know goes where are they? <laughs> but, but he has the he has the darker voice when he's confronting people as the Arrow, but he's. While he's still more serious as the, as uh, Oliver Queen, he still is more lighthearted, and it's hard to tell between the two people, which is I'm sure that's what he's going for. Now, when he, when you get to uh, Barry Allen and the Flash, though, it's almost one and the same. I just think that the Flash, I, I think, is really where the DC wants to take the multiverse and just ran that shit down our. Throat. Well, see, that's the thing. Flash, especially with with, with, his, whole with his Flash. treadmill, with his treadmill there. I mean, he's, he's almost a plot device created just for the multiverse. It's it's like it, it, it's like they're bound to determine to make it like this is why things are the way they are, and we're not lazy. And oh, and look, I understand what it takes to write creatively. I I really do. It's hard sometimes, and sometimes you want to take something and you look at it at the way it was, the way you want it to be and you can't really find a way to make it keep it true to form and that's where some form some form of a multiverse is acceptable i understand that but to make it as like every like every little thing oh well in this series uh clark kent's eyes were blue and these were green in this series they're green multiverse it's like get the guy some fucking contacts or something what the, is this, that or just you know Chalk it up to, you know, uh, directors with creative issue. I mean, you know, there's been plot holes before. There's been little Easter eggs or, or, or accidents that make it through to the final cut. People enjoy finding that stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm all about other people's interpretations of things and how they are. I just think that at some point we have to under understand that things – and this goes true to form to movies the way they are today. There's just constant remakes and reboots. They're taking an idea that was good and successful, and people want to make money, and I understand the wanting to make money. But at some point, we have to say, okay, look, this is not a new uh, concept. It's a new take on the concept. Well, That's where I think the comics with the new 52 and the constant reboots that Marvel does, I think they do it better than the DC Universe because they're like, yeah, it's different. It's different because we're trying to expand it to a new generation. Well, now here's a question, though, going back to Marvel. And I gotta—I can't help but wonder, though, that maybe some of their successes owed to the fact that their parent company is Disney. Oh, I'm not getting into an argument with you about Disney, dude. It's not. It's not I'm not even talking about Disney itself. I'm just saying that because they have this parent company, it, it, it's almost like a, a, a spoiled brat having their rich daddy. It, it's almost 
a good comparison, I think, because Disney, of course, as we know, is just a huge juggernaut in the entertainment industry. You're right, and, you know, they've been that way forever. Disney cut their teeth, and as far as I'm concerned, they've earned their bones. Yeah, no, I agree, and, and I mean, they did some really great stuff, especially back in the day, you know, um, and and you can ask Ryan here, I, I am not a fan of musicals, but even so, still, as, as a whole, it's still great entertainment, it's classic, it's timeless, and... and they were able to kind of ride that success into the modern age, which even now they're still pulling out great stuff. Uh, Clone Wars I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm actually enjoying uh, Star Wars Rebels, really great series so far. And But my my uh, issue, well, not even issue, it's just that my thought is that, you know, I mean, they, they bought up Marvel, they bought up Lucasfilm. I mean, they, they're really kind of extending their reach. And in doing so, that they're able to kind of flip the bill for... Are they making those products better by doing so? I won't say that, that everything they do is gold. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there's quite a few, you know, uh, you know, polished turds out there. Muppet Studios has gone down significantly since Disney owned them. Look, I love yeah. Muppets. Well, but see, that's the problem, though, because... And this this was, this is one of the reasons why George Lucas got so much flack for the prequel trilogy was because everything was CG. When you do everything in CG and in post edit, it kind of negates the need for puppets or practical props. Exactly, and you know sometimes that's the shit we want to see. But that uh, except it, for it, Ewoks, I will never uh, Ewoks ever, ever, <laughs> ever. If they make another Ewok series, I may have to burn the, the mouse's house down. <laughs> Oh well, that's a topic for another time. But um, it, it's we probably edit that out so there's no like when something accidentally burns down at Disney, I get blamed. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, I might just leave that in, just watch you burn. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I think they were going back to practicals. In fact, he noticed with the in uh, the Force Awakens, a lot of those props were actually practical effects because uh, they actually heard a lot of people's criticism about how. Two CGI can break a film. So, I mean, there was still CGI in the film, of course, but they also went back to a lot of practical effects. Obviously, there's going to be CGI, and there's going to be, have to be computer animation and stuff like that. Look, it's, if you look at any documentary of the original three Star Wars, which is actually the middle three Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. Um, <laughs> but if you look at, and you watch people that, like, like uh, take a look at in the Death Star where they have like the armada of stormtroopers standing out waiting to greet. They, they they show pictures of some dude painting individual. You know how much money that motherfucker must have gotten paid. Probably. Well, I mean, at the equivalent at that time would nowhere near come near to what it would be today. But they would have had to pay. Well, for the original Star Wars, I have to imagine they were probably a good chunk underpaid since the budget was not that high. Since right, that kind of right, film was but what still... I'm saying is that Star Wars now, with the success that it had, that they had somebody painting original set scenes like that, that dude would be making oh, good yeah, bucks. Because yeah, you have somebody paying by, getting paid by the hour, even somebody getting paid close to minimum wage by the hour, something with that much detail and how good that that looked, mm -hmm. that must have taken that dude a lot of time. Oh, no, I have no doubt. I mean... Even just the, the even just a few uh, concept arts that uh, George Lucas presented to Fox at the time, I mean I'm sure that took the artist some mad time just just to give up the the you know the few prints that he did. It's it's just that I think there's nothing wrong with a healthy balance between CG and practical effects, and that's what they need to go to. And it's my hope that you know maybe it's the your puppet new hope ah I see what uh, you did. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that. You know, the, the, the Muppet industry, or what was the place called? Muppet Studios. Muppet Studios, that made Phil make a comeback. Because you also have to remember, people like you and me, when we were kids, 
we grew up on practical effects. And now that we're, you know, we're at that middle age, we're now the ones spending all the money that, you know, this is what we want to see. This is what we'll pay money to see, you know. Damn those kids and their, you know, their rowdy CGI faces and stupid creatures that's next to Chewie. Um, ah, well, what are you going to do about that? All right, so <laughs> before we take our first break, you brought up Star Wars. Got to ask you. New, new trailer came out. What are we thinking here? Well, and this... Are we getting nervous? No, not, not so much. But one, Not I nervous have... about the production value, but okay. nervous about where they might be going. How do you interpret it? Well, let me ask you that. Honestly, I well, here's the here's the thing, and this goes back to the to episode seven, and this is just my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree with me, and some might agree with me, and that's fine. Um, the problem is, is I still really care more about you know Luke's story more than I care about Ray's and Finn's story. You racist, sexist, bad fucking savage. <laughs> has nothing to do you. with that asshole. <laughs> no, it's it's just and, and maybe because you know we grew up with Lucas the main protagonist in the original trilogy and maybe, but I so just, you don't I, I, I you don't think that they're going to put any any of Luke's backstory into this is what you're saying? I think that they have to. They're gonna like it's, you can even see it in the trailer. They're probably going to have a good flashback to what actually happened to the Jedi Temple that he was running. Okay. Because if you see if you see a scene there, you know you see the burning temple and his robotic hands sticking out. Yeah. Similar, you know, Terminator style. Um, which, by the way, that would be an awesome crossover. Luke's actually a Terminator. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna take our first break going on here uh, right now. Uh, a lot more to go. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. Hello everybody, this is GamerRaven81 reminding you to head over to twitch.tv forward slash GamerRaven81 to watch me stream a variety of games live. Participate in a gaming-friendly community, join giveaways, earn talent points for rewards, and much more. So be sure to check out my Twitch channel and become part of the conspiracy. And we're back. Um, I mean, really, what else is left there to do as far as uh, this movie? I mean, up until after Star Wars, what do we have to look forward to? Or uh, Infinity War Part 1. Yeah, we got that coming up. We got uh, Omen at the Mouse for that. That looked definitely going to be all kinds of awesome. <laughs> we, we checked out Spider-Man Homecoming. I'll tell you what, man, that was that was good. I, I liked it. I wasn't too sure about Michael Keaton, and I thought it, it, it wasn't, and again, as a purist, I didn't agree with how, the way how could you not no 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 listen this listen as a purist i didn't agree with how they portrayed martin tombs as the vulture mm-hmm. but i think that i can forgive it based on just the way that they made that work okay you gotta look at it keaton is the man who can make batman smile while still looking menacing exactly i mean like, like if you could say, you know, no, there's nothing. I am, I have nothing against Michael Keaton. He has done some amazing stuff. Uh, but like and, I said, you know, I'm just saying. And speaking of Keaton, I hear he is returning to the role for uh, uh, Beetlejuice for that Beetlejuice. Team, that, that stalls and stops, stalls and stops, stalls and stops. I know. I'm gonna believe it when it's actually. Now, I'm, I'm with you on that, but I'm just saying, I, it's something that I will not see unless Keaton comes back to that role. I'll tell you what, he I, made I, the character. I tell you what, if they make a Batman Beyond movie and he's not Bruce Wayne, the old Bruce Wayne. Uh, fuck it, it fails as far as I'm concerned. That would that's, be interesting. That's, that's just it. His, his there's, 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 no, there's no two ways about it. He was, by far, and still is, post-ominously, uh, obviously, 
Adam West is excluded from this list. Modern day Batman, still the best Batman was Keaton. Yeah, no, fight I, me, I agree. fight me, <laughs> fucking fight me. Anybody, anybody who wants to fight me on that, I had. How can they fight you? Exactly. There, there, there is no better. I mean, first of all, we can we can just throw Clooney and Kilmer right out the window. Screw that. Kilmer, uh, nope, I give nope, nope. I give Kilmer a pass purely because he went into it cold. He went into it cold. Figure? He went into it cold. And then how could you not make the same argument that Clooney didn't go into it cold? Two words: bat nipples. Did they have that for Kilmer? I could have sworn no. that they had that for Kilmer. Nope. nope. Still, it's killing me. I'm sorry. The jokes that he that he tried to make Batman funny, it wasn't. Now, now maybe I mean maybe it's because it was Schumacher and Schumacher just butchered the whole film. Well, no, Schumacher. And if anybody who would read the article that he that came out about him and his two Batman films, um, Schumacher was trying to was trying to, and he did not. He's not successful, mm-hmm. but he was trying to make an homage to the campy 1950s Batman. So that's where he was going. That's the direction he was going. Now, he made some poor casting choices. Look, J- J- I think Jim Carrey did really good as a Riddler. T- uh, t- uh, I think Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face had its moments, but the problem, the real problem with that is, and, and again, this was another a different article that I read, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey couldn't stand each other. So there was no, and when the chemistry is not there, both off, on, and off set, like if you are on set just going to work with somebody and get through with somebody, mm-hmm. you can always tell the pairings like that. They're just, they're just, you know, these people off set, they hate each other. They want nothing to do with each other. <laughs> so that's where I think Batman Forever failed, excuse me, in that regard. Maybe. Uh, Clooney, Clooney doesn't uh, get a pass Clooney because Clooney, pass. Clooney was just shoved in there because they wanted somebody who was gonna look good. Clooney had the star power back then. Not to say that he doesn't have star power now, but he doesn't have the same star power that he did. He was just coming off success of ER, uh, a couple other, it wasn't right after the first Oceans movie that that one came out. Oh, maybe. maybe. I, I, I honestly don't remember the year. I don't, don't remember. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, Clooney was a big name back then. And that's, by the way, that's a whole new episode in and of itself about casting actors in roles that they shouldn't be in. Yeah, I mean, definitely explore that another time. So, yeah, oh, yeah. But, um, but, I mean, now I will say for this, Christian Bale's Batman was highly entertaining for me. I mean, he just, he kind of took the character and did something else with it, made it his own. I think he fit the role for the type of Batman that uh, that they were going that for. they were looking for. I get that. It's just in terms of it going down in history, it's certainly not the best, but definitely it, uh, it's one of those things where the, that. that the Dark Knight is the, is going to be the one that foreshadows that. And you know, the only reason the Dark Knight is going to foreshadow that is because Heath Ledger as the Joker. End of story. There's there's no look. Batman Begins was good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I did. The Dark Knight Rises. Interesting. They made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, mistakes were made. But even then, even though the Bane wasn't the right kind of Bane, it was still an entertaining Bane nonetheless. Yeah, but it's going to be... It's not one of those things where they debate which was the better original Star Wars movie. They're going to say, down in history, of the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, Dark Knight was the best. Oh, yeah. Now, but here's here's, here's the question for you. What are your thoughts on the Batfleck? I just think that Batman vs. Superman was so bad that I'm so totally soured on him. And it's probably not even his fault. I don't think so. I think he actually did a pretty good job as Bruce Wayne. I will tell you the only thing that I think they did right with the Batman vs. Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons is Alfred. 
I said that was, it. That was, that was I good. said it. Uh, Jeremy Irons is one of, another one of those actors that even if he's in such a campy role, he could almost still do no wrong. Take a look at Dungeons and Dragons. He it, it he overacted. He really hammed up the performance, and it was oh, still was a, so entertaining. But he to was watch. supposed to in that movie. Was he though? Was he? You're looking at Dungeons. And I Dragons. know, but that's the thing. It depends. If they were going serious with that film. Which I don't know. I mean, they might have been making campy, and I, so I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but just looking at it strictly as a film, it was still absolutely. I absolutely enjoy every every second he Look, was on. Screen. Michael Caine was a great Alfred. He was, but oh, oh, if yeah, I had yeah. to pick between the two of them, I would say Jeremy Irons over Michael Caine. And that's no mm. offense to Sir Michael Caine. He has done some phenomenal stuff. If I had to go. He had that same kind of pish posh back and forth that Alfred and Batman has always had. Now, I will, here's the thing about my, Sir Michael Caine: he's been in more films than um, Jeremy Irons has as Alfred. Now, and I kind of would actually have to take a Caine over Irons simply for the fact that he seemed more of a father figure to Bruce Wayne. I, I he just he well, Batman like versus Superman's Batman wasn't about that though. True. True, but so, I mean, but you still gotta, you still want to compare the character to the original. For Christ's sake, they bonded over the fact that both their mother's name was Martha. Well, you know, at least you know that I, stopped them from whooping each other's ass. If I was in a life or death struggle with somebody and they found out that their mother's name and my mother's name were the same, I'd still probably monkey, yeah, yeah, I mean, monkey stomping them. Fuck yeah! When when it's all said and done, be like, oh, his mother it was Martha. Hmm. Good for him. Exactly. Come on, that was the driving force that bonded them together? That, I think, was stupid as hell. I will agree with you there. I, that made no sense. It was That entire movie, they could have broken that movie into two different pieces. So, um, and, and it's a good segue back into what we were originally talking about, that abortion that was Blade Runner. Okay. I literally took a 20-minute nap in the middle of that movie, and I woke up, and <laughs> I could still tell you everything that was going on in that movie. That movie was so slow. That movie had absolutely, with the exception of that, it was based on the original movie and the original characters, had none of the same panache, none of the same follow-through, none of the same, holy shit, this is one of the most awesome movies I've ever seen that the original Blade Runner. And it's very unfair to hold a sequel to the originals, especially one that it took them so long to make. It's very unfair of me to do that, but, I di but I'm doing it. I'm doing it just for the simple fact that I took a 20-minute nap in that movie. Well, at least it wasn't like Tomb Raider where you walked out. Well, yeah, but, you know, again, I expected a little bit more, but then again, I wasn't as familiar with the video game series as you were, so. Well, that's, well, okay. Well, also, I didn't constantly try to lock the fart and butler in the freaking meat freezer. Oh, come on. If you, if, if, no, if you didn't do that when you played that game, you didn't, you didn't play that game. <laughs> Everyone locked him in the... In the, in the I remember coming office. over and hanging out with you back when that game came out in the original PlayStation. I'm like, really? This is what we're going to do for the next three hours? You're going to try and lock a fart and butler in a meat freezer? It was funny as hell, and you know it. Hey, man, I'm not saying it wasn't. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of getting, like... I don't know. I think it was somewhat right for the earlier games, the way uh, Angelina Jolie portrayed her, kind of over-the-top, confident British good, woman. It was, she was a good pick for the role. I'm not knocking her. But I will admit the, the films could have The films were just, more. it was like, it was like, really? I paid eight bucks for this? I mean, that, was, that, was, that was a lot of money yeah, back, that was then. back then. Yeah, that was, yeah. Lot, that was a lot of money. Yeah, nowadays, back then. tickets are like, what, 13, 14 bucks? But, um, but, I mean, get, uh, uh, yeah, but getting back to Blade Runner, 
Um, it's also one of those films where you kind of will have, will have to have seen the first one to understand a, a lot of what's going on in this new one. But you and I both did. And I think you and yeah. I both hit the nail right on the head that just like the Independence Day sequel, that probably would have been better as like a TV series on the sci-fi channel. No, I agree. I think it would have done better as a, as a miniseries. And I, and I still... Because uh, they uh, could have led up to, and again, spoiler alert, the replicator revolution that was coming coming down it's like game of thrones the revolution is coming well yeah <laughs> it's like the freak, freaking lord of the rings movie where that whole freaking movie they were walking to freaking mordor they get to mordor and then the credits roll and you're like what the hell just happened what <laughs> happened the last three hours of my life and they're gonna stop it here <laughs> yeah that's it's one of those movies that can be summed up in like a few simple words and I, yeah, I have a few simple words for it, but I'm probably going to get in trouble if I say them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, the, the problem with this film is it takes, like, what was it, uh, almost three hours just to learn one thing? One thing that you pretty much knew once you figured out what you needed to figure out, who, who, what, who, what was. Yeah, exactly. And, again, I mean, some of it was interesting. A lot of it was boring and long and eh. It took almost... Three quarters of that movie before Harrison Ford showed up. That was that was horseshit. I wanted to see Deckard. That's that's why I went. I went there to see Deckard. I wanted to see old man Deckard still whoop everyone's ass. And I and, and this is this might be a minor spoiler alert. Uh, it doesn't give away any, any of the plot, but it what plot? <laughs> that plot. <laughs> uh, but you know the. They kind of. I think the reason he shoehorned in that fight scene between him and the current guy was just to. Give Han, give uh, Harrison Ford something to punch. Oh yeah, I mean after he gets free, because they pretty much just kind of stopped. The whole fight just stopped. And you're like, when you get a drink, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the what the hell was that about? I mean, he didn't even. And what made it even worse? And I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep this spoiler alert going because God damn it, I gotta talk about it or else I'm gonna shoot something. Um, towards the end there, when when like when he could have actually fought something and made a damn by fighting it. He didn't. He was pretty much just the damsel in the fucking handcuffs. What the hell? No this is Harrison Ford. No disrespect to Harrison Ford, but that was one ugly damsel. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but the point is, what the hell? I mean, it's Harrison Ford. I want to see him beat the shit out of something. Yeah, well. Hey, man. New Indiana Jones movie that's supposedly coming out Please. is no Shia LaBeouf. Uh, so it's, it's already starting off good as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'll give it that much, but damn it, Indy better beat the shit out of something or else, you know, yeah. I'm going to walk out of the theater. But yeah, no, Blade Runner was thoroughly disappointing. I I normally don't tell people not to go see movies, but wait for that to come out on DVD and tr just use it as background because the majority of that movie, you're going to be like, oh, hey, look, paint's trying over here. Let's go see what's going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's, yeah. Alright, so we're going to take our uh, second and final break. Uh, we'll wrap up the podcast and um, we'll go from there. So just uh, hang tight. We'll be with you. Hey, John, what's our next podcast topic? Don't give me that look. It's your turn to pick a topic. What are we doing? Well, I think we are going to do... Oh, that's what that smell is. I guess everybody's going to have to tune in to find out what John's going to pick. So uh, check us out here uh, on the podcast. And, of course, as always, hashtag show us your geek. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, so uh, 
not much more to say on this episode of the podcast. I just want to reiterate again that we are uh, working very diligently and very fervently and hard to get uh, new content going and uh, just really get the brand out there. We talked about Doug, who's um, obviously not with us tonight. Again, sorely missed. Um, would have been great to uh, get his input, especially on the beginning of the podcast here. Uh, but he is working to extend his own corner of the Geekologic Studios universe here with his stream. So again, follow him on twitch.tv at uh, GamerRaven81. John, you uh, don't do as much streaming as you like to nowadays. Uh, you were doing the uh, Gamer Wasteland, I believe it was. Uh, video Game Wasteland. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten much into that recently okay yeah because again we're like i said you and i have our independent projects that we're working on as well as the uh unnamed uh gaming project that we're working on here and life (laughs) yeah and life you know because you gotta live life i mean me working full-time i'm going back to to grad school yeah i got the kids every other week so uh, and you, yeah, working full time is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know, especially when it takes away from something that you really want to do that you're passionate about. But hey, who knows? Maybe this is going to take off and get us somewhere. Yeah. Um. So, um. Uh. Hopefully, by the time that this podcast, uh, this episode comes out, we will have our Facebook page up and running. Um. We just encourage everybody to follow us on Twitter, Ecologic One. Um. And uh, please feel free anytime constructive criticism even just to say hey you know good work we see what you're doing you know like i said once we read through all the troll emails and stuff like that where we have like 13 year olds telling us about all the dirty nasty things they want to do to our mothers which is just weird um you know we'll we'll get into the real listener feedback and we and we encourage people to give us topic ideas ask us questions what stuff do we want to do as we get stuff coming in as we push these out, like I said, we're going to try and record them three at a time and then stagger release them. Um, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah, show us your geek. Hashtag show us your geek. All right. So, uh, John, if you got nothing else, I think we're going to sign it off for tonight. Um, hopefully, again, uh, next episode we'll have Doug back with us. Until then, this is uh, Brian. This is John. We're signing off. Have a good night.